0: I'm so glad that you're with us today. Our focus this morning is I want to focus on our students for a little bit. We're in the first Sunday of September and frankly, children, whether you like it or not, your summer's about over. Back to school clothes have been purchased or are being purchased. Your backpacks are getting full of new pencils and you can't wait to get back to school. Your parents can't wait for you to get back to school. And there's a passage of scripture in Second Chronicles that many of you know by heart. Chapter seven, verse 14, it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Lord God, our land needs healed. Our land needs healed. And we will humble ourselves and pray. This was a promise that came with a condition, and I ask, Lord, that You would give us strength and boldness and courage to meet the condition so that You can move. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to take just the next few minutes and tell you a few stories But first of all, I want you to know that if we really believe this verse, that if we will pray, that we believe that God will move, then we have to understand that prayer carries far more power than you and I ever thought it did. I'm going to ask you to join me in a strategy of praying for our high schools and junior highs and elementary schools by adopting them, especially those that you drive by on a regular basis. I'm going to ask you to become a prayer zone partner with me this morning, which means that during this strategy, what you're going to do is that as you are driving by schools that you normally go through in the course of a day that you would adopt that school and begin to pray for that school. And I'm going to give you some ways in which you can pray for it in just a moment. I will encourage you to do this when you're driving and praying. Keep your eyes open. God can hear your prayer even. When your eyes are open, but imagine what might happen if we would turn loose the power of prayer in our school zones. I'm asking you to make sure that no student that goes to our church will have a school that is not being prayed for. If God moves when we pray, then I want you to think about it takes about 30 seconds to drive through a school zone. If you do it at the speed limit, you're supposed to. And invariably, somebody right in front of you will go exactly 20 miles an hour when you're wanting to push it. But as that 30 seconds goes by, I'm going to ask you to take some time and pray over a few things. For that particular school and if you do that twice a day, that's a minute a day, you take that over a month, that comes about a half hour of prayer for that school over a period of one month. You begin to add that up over a school year and multiply that by the number of people that we have in this church and we literally could release hours of prayer, hours of prayer on behalf of our schools and our students and our teachers and those that work there. And so today we're going to ask you to become prayer zone partners And uh, there are some things that I would like for you to do as you partner with us to pray for these schools. One of the things that I would like you to pray for as you're going through is pray for the salvation of the students, the faculty, the administrators and the counselors of that particular school. As you were driving through, just making a point as you look at that school, say, Lord, I know that we have Christian students in that school. I know that we have parents that are praying for them. But I pray that you will let their light shine in such a way that people will recognize them and give them the boldness to be able to speak out on behalf of you. I pray for the teachers in that school, God, that you would give them everything they need to be able to educate those children to the best of their ability. I pray that this day that they are teaching would be one of those days that they would leave at the end of the day and say, this is why I became a teacher, because of the joy I've had today. I pray for the administrators of that school and all of the counselors who were there, Lord, that you would be with them and strengthen them. Second of all, I'm going to ask that you would pray for the effective and wise ministry of campus missionaries. We have students around this state that have determined that not only are they going to just be students in a school, they are going to be missionaries to that school. That they are going to be the best students that they can be. And that they're going to put forth the effort academically to achieve everything that they are capable of. But they've also determined that while I go to that school, I will live my life in such a way that Jesus Christ will be recognized as my Lord and the director of my life. And I will not be afraid nor ashamed to share my faith with other people around me. In fact, we have several students around the state that have filled out a five-friend focus card like this as a campus missionary. And one of the things our campus missionary do is they choose five students in their school that the Lord lays upon their heart and they pray to God that He will give them opportunity to share their faith. One of the girls that did this a few years ago was not very bold. She was a rather timid young lady and she really didn't know how to start. So she wrote the name of the person she was praying for and she would kind of set that, this card on the top of her books. And one particular day, the young man that she had written the name down was walking by and he looks and he sees his name on that card. And he stopped and he goes, Hey, what's my name doing on that card? And instantly, rather than feeling bold, she got scared and took the card and threw it in her book and she closed it. She goes, It's nothing. It's nothing. He goes, No, 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 no. I saw my name on your card. I want to know why my name is on a card in your book. She's going, just go sit down. He goes, teacher, there's something of mine because it had my name on it. And she threw it in her book. And I want to know what it is. And the teacher, for some reason, said, is that true? And she said, yes. And she goes, well, why don't you stand and read what's on that card? And that young lady said, in an instant, I recognized that this was my opportunity. And so she said, "Okay." She stood up and she said, I am committed to seeing my friend John receive Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. I'm praying for John because he's my friend and I'm seeking an opportunity to share my faith with him. And I've asked others to join me in prayer for John during this year that we might have a chance to tell him about what Jesus means to us. And when she looked up, the teacher was like. (laughs) And when she looked back at John, John is like. Through that year, this young lady had the chance to share Christ with all five of her friends. And I couldn't help but think in one moment that what somebody meant to embarrass her became her opportunity to be a stand for Jesus Christ. So pray for our campus missionaries. Pray for the safety of our schools. Pray for the safety of our schools. Never has there been a day and age when it used to be that the schools were the safe place you would take your children. Now we send them to our schools and we worry about them. As you're driving by, ask the Lord to specifically protect and keep those schools safe from all harm, both from within and without. I would like you also to pray that everyone on campus may receive a clear presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ this year. I have worked with students for years. And one of the funny things about it is, I could sit down with a high school student or a junior high student over my Bible, and I could go with them through the plan of salvation with them, and and everything that Jesus has done for them. And at the end of that, say, now knowing everything Christ has done for you, are you ready to open your heart and become a follower? And they go, I don't know. But take one of their friends, just one of their friends that will come up to them and say, Jesus is so awesome. You can't believe how cool Jesus is. And they will go, I want that. I want that. And you're going, How does that work? because of the influence that students have with other students. Parents, I don't know if you know this or not, but you probably are not the first person they talk to when they have a problem. They probably talk to some of their other friends. And so pray that these students have an opportunity to share Jesus Christ with their friends. Pray for an anointing upon God's upon the campus clubs that take place. We have campus clubs that meet all around. Some of them are Youth Alive clubs. Some of them are clubs from, with other names. But all of them, I, I've told many people, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. If you've got something going on in your high school or junior high campus, dive into it. Because I've discovered it doesn't take very long for Pentecostal students to begin to be elevated in leadership because of their wisdom and because of the boldness that Jesus Christ gives to them. One of the things that one of the local high schools in the area did was that at their campus club they would select one teacher and call her or him the teacher of the week. And the, the Bible club would sign a card to them and they would put it in the mailbox. And at one of the meetings that took place at this local high school, the teacher came walking around the corner and the students were there in their Bible club and they were getting ready to pray and the teacher knocked on the door and she held the card out and kind of said, Hey, I got the card that I'm the teacher of the week this week. And they said, yes, you are. And she said, and it said that if there was anything that we could pray for you about to come and see you, is that true? And the kids are saying, yes, it is. And this teacher came in and she says, well, it's interesting. She says, because my 16 year old son has run away from home. And I don't know where he is. I don't know what's happening in his life. We've had some difficulty and it's been a strained relationship. And she says, I find it interesting that today of all days, I get a card that there are students that want to pray for me. And so the students in that club invited this math teacher in, and as she stood there, one of the leaders of the club said, can we, as ladies, as girls here, can we just put a hand on your shoulder? If that makes you uncomfortable, we won't do it. But it's just as a point of connection or faith with you, and can we pray for you? And the teacher said, yes, that's fine. And so the kids gathered around, and they just prayed for this teacher, and they prayed for the relationship with her son. Prayed that God would bring him home safely and begin to restore this. The next week, somebody else was the teacher of the week, but this particular math teacher came back into that class when she knew they were meeting and she goes, she goes, can I come in? And they're saying, yes. And she goes, let me tell you what's happened. She said, after you prayed for me last week, I went back home and my son had called me and he goes, mom, this is not turning out like I thought. I thought I couldn't wait to get away from you, but, but this is not at all what I thought. I'm sorry. I know I've been disrespectful. Can we work on a relationship? Can I come back home? And, and the young man came home and he was safe and they had begun to work on things to make their relationship right again. And she said, the only thing that I can attribute this to is the fact that you students prayed for me. And I couldn't help but think that there's one math teacher in our area that will never look at Christian students again without thinking that God came through in that moment and answered a prayer when she needed it the most. So when you're driving through the school zones, would you please pray for the anointing of God upon our campus clubs? I would also like you to pray for the distribution of gospel literature. There was one of the campus clubs that was in New York State and they were up in the, the north country and they went to their principal and they asked him, they said, would you, would you let us hand out New Testaments to, to all of the students in our school? And he goes, no, no, you can't. And I said, why? He goes, because we can't hand out Bibles at school. He says, you're going to get me in all kinds of trouble. No, you can't. And they're, they say, are, are you sure? And he goes, no, don't, don't even ask me again. No, you can't. So they went back and rather than being defeated about it, They discovered a book called the Book of Hope. Have any of you ever heard of this book, Book of Hope? One of you. Wow. Are we going to be introduced to the Book of Hope? I have used the Book of Hope all over the world when we've traveled with students in international places and it's written in a number of different languages. This is the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John put into one continuous story. The story of, of Jesus, the Book of Hope. And these students had heard about this book and so what this... Bible club decided to do was they went back to their principal with the book of hope and they said, uh, do you believe in Christmas gifts? And he said, yes, they said, we would like to give a Christmas gift to every student in our school. And he said, yes. And we'd like to give them a book of hope. And he says, well, what's a book of hope? And they said, it's right here. Book of hope. And he says, Can I see that? And he opened it up and he began to look through it and he says, Well, I see the name of Jesus in here in John the Baptist. He goes, Looks like a Bible. He said, No, it's not a Bible. Bible would say Holy Bible. This says Book of Hope. Different. Legal. (laughs) And the principal said, Well, you know what? I admire your, your your tenacity. He said, every Christmas gift I've ever gotten was wrapped. You want to give a Christmas gift to every student in the school? You wrap every one of them. And they said, deal. And when those kids broke for Christmas that year, the kids that were a part of the Bible club stood at the door and put into the hands of every student a wrapped book of hope that made an incredible difference in the lives of their peers. We have a case of these today that we're going to be talking to our students about about how they can best use this in reaching their friends for Christ. So pray for the gospel gospel literature to be distri- distributed. I want to just wrap this up with a couple of testimonies of some prayer zone things that have taken place around our nation. Several mothers in Ohio were in a service much like this and... It didn't take them very long to discover that they didn't have enough time to pray through all of these things as they were driving through the school zone. So what they decided to do is a few of them would get together once a week and meet, have coffee and donuts and walk around the school on the outside and just pray for school. And the principal's secretary was looking out the window and she began to recognize that every Tuesday these ladies were getting out there. And, and uh, they would walk around and she said, you know, they weren't walking at an exercise pace. They were just kind of walking, and she kept telling the principal, hey, those ladies are back again. Those ladies are back again. We don't know what's going on, but those ladies are back again. And so he said, you know, the sidewalks are free. Anybody can walk around there. Something had happened in that school. And for those of you that are in the schools, you know all about code words that go out and things of that nature that means you lock your doors and you protect your students. And there was an individual, a man that had, that had come into the school, armed, somehow had gotten in, the principal for the life of him thought that there was no way out of this thing without the loss of life. And suddenly, for no reason, the man put down his weapon, walked out and was apprehended. Nobody was hurt. The next day, the ladies came back to this Ohio town and they got out of the car and the, the secretary told, told the principal, those ladies are back again. And because of what had happened in the high level of security, the principal walked out and said, I'm sorry, I have to... To ask you, but I, I need to find out why you're here. My secretary said that you are here all the time and that you're always walking around the school. And for security purposes, I need to know what's going on. And the lady said, well, we're here because we're part of the prayer zone partners for this school. And they begin to explain to them what they do and, and, and why they pray and what they pray. And when they told him that we pray for the safety of the school and the safety of these students, that, that nobody here would be harmed, the principal lost all the color in his face. And he goes you have been taking all year and praying for the safety of our students? And they said, yes. And he said, let me tell you what happened yesterday. And he relayed the story. He goes, I, I was afraid because I was so afraid that we were going to lose the lives of students and teachers. And he said, and for no reason, the man put his gun down and laughed. He said, I believe now it was because you've been praying. He said, you come and you walk around the school and you pray anytime you want. Because I know that God answers your prayers. In Cape Girardeau, Missouri, in the wake of so many people from so many different churches adopting schools as prayer zone schools and the positive effect that it was having on the morale uh, of, of not just the students, but the teachers and the administrators and and people were showing up to the school board meetings with just such uplifting and positive attitudes that the school board voted to put up right on the inside of the signs that said slow down to 20 that they allowed them to put up signs that said, you are now entering a prayer zone, public schools, putting up your entering prayer zone because of the powerful effect of those that were praying. And lastly, in a service much like this, there was an individual that is a school photographer. And she began to think of ways that she comes in contact with the lives of students on a regular basis and. She said, Lord, since I'm in the schools all the time, is there anything that I can do? What can I do to to affect the lives of students? And so she said, what I did is I decided to make it a point that when I get to the schools and I've got the class pictures going on, and she says, I look for students that just look like they they may need a little encouragement. And she says, and I'll walk over to them. And she goes, under my breath, I'm going, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And she goes, I'll fix their hair. She goes, there are others that, that just look like they need some encouragement. I'll stand behind them and I'll put my hand on their shoulders. I said, I need you to move this way. And she goes, as I'm doing that, I'm thinking in my heart, in the name of Jesus, touch this life. And she said there were some of the teachers and that, that just looked like they were so angry. She would tell them, you need to move forward. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> no, nope, back, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And she said, over the course of a year, I laid hands on 10,000 students and teachers and prayed in the name of Jesus that He would affect their lives. We love kids here. Do we love them enough to pray for them? Do we love them enough to affect change? Because in Proverbs 3.27 it says, Therefore do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's within your power. To act. We have something that looks like this. It's a prayer zone pamphlet. Do you have somebody raise your hand? I would like one of these to be handed to each family that's here. And there's a little place in the back there that asks for your name, address, your city, state, zip, email. I'm just going to ask that you would put your name and your email and then the schools that you want to adopt as prayer zone schools, those that you may drive to on a regular basis. And these are going to be turned into Pastor Mark so that he can keep a list of the schools in our area that we have people that are already praying for, that they're going to be adopting us as prayer zone partners. The reason that we ask for your email is this. There's a national list that's being kept at our national headquarters in Springfield, Missouri, that in the event that there is an emergency call that goes out from a school, and we've had this happen on a number of occasions, even in New York, Everybody whose email, everybody who's praying for that school can be sent a mass email that we need you to pray right now for this school. Something's going on. And I can think in the last few years of at least three times that we've used this list because of things that were going on in a school that needed your prayer. It's not going to be sold or it's not going to be done anything like that. We just need you to be able to get in contact with you if there's something that's going on in that particular school. If my people pray... He said, if my people pray, I will heal their land. I'm going to ask you to take just a moment, and we're going to pray. And then at the end of this, we're going to bring all of our students and everybody that works in the schools up, and we're going to pray for you. Father God, I pray right now that you would lead us and guide us as we begin to examine the schools that are within the sphere of our lives those that we can pray for and take this very simple prayer as we're driving through their school zones, God, so that at the very beginning of this year there is not one student and not one teacher that does not know that there's somebody that's praying for them every day. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As you were filling those out, at the end of the service today when you're leaving the doors, we are going to be having some students here that are going to be handing these to you. These are little static stickers that... Kind of go in your window like you do when you need to remind yourself that your oil is old. I have been asked by a police officer that was in one of the services, tell people, please don't put these on your rearview mirror. So don't put them on your rear view mirror, but stick it someplace where on the side, the top side where you can look at that and will remind you that you are a prayer zone partner and that you're going to be praying for every school, every student, and every community. We'll be handing these out at the end. So take if you would just a moment so that you can fill those cards out and then we're going to conclude. Everyone here who's a student, if you're elementary, junior high, high school, college, if you're in home school, Christian school, doesn't matter. Because you're all in educational age, I would like every one of you to please come and stand and come to the front. And Karen, if you could come. All our students, come on now. These are the quiet ones. The noisy ones are on their way up. Don't they look good? What a handsome, and beautiful group of men and women. I also would like anyone that works in the school system, whether you're in administration, you're teaching, a homeschool mother or father, work in the Christian schools, if you drive a bus, work in the lunchroom, the library, if you come in contact with students as a normal course of the occupation of your day, I'm going to ask that you would stand and please come forward too. a pretty sizable percentage of our congregation. I knew you were smart. And As soon as our children make it up the stairs, I'm going to ask Pastor Mark, being that much of the ministry to our students falls under his portfolio of ministry and God has, has gifted us with this wonderful
1: To let you know, uh, the last Wednesday of this month, the 28th, uh, nationwide, there's an event called See You at the Pole, and it's an opportunity for, uh, for students all across the nation, they meet, they gather, uh, typically it's an hour before whenever the, the school opens. We gather, usually it's at the flagpole, just because it's kind of a more prominent space. And students all across the nation are praying for their schools, praying for their teachers, praying for their students. Um, and it's something that you are also able to be involved in as well. If you want to go to the school at your school district, you, you, can, you can arrive there. If you just want to pray with us that morning, find out what time the school uh, district, st- whatever that school starts, and one hour before that is, is when our time of prayer is going to be. Uh, so please consider joining us in prayer on that national-wide day of prayer. It's called See You at the Paul. If you'd please stand with me, if you are able to extend a hand towards these students and and workers with, with children and we'll pray together. Father, you are a good God. You are a Father that loves His children. And as we look at these students, as we look at these children, Father God, uh, allow our heart to be turned towards them in such a powerful way that we would be willing to cover them in prayer, that we would be willing to lift them up to You, Lord God, for safety, for protection, for boldness, uh, for, for wisdom, Lord God, even just in the practical things of being able to learn good study habits and being able to do well on tests and represent You well by working hard and doing good and having healthy relationships. Lord God, we pray for all those things in these students, Lord. For those that, are, that, that, that have a desire to reach their peers, Lord God, allow Your Holy Spirit to embolden them, that they would have the right words to say, that they wouldn't be fearful about how to say it or what to say it, but just by the way they live their lives, they would represent Christ well. Father, we pray for uh, these adults that work with students, Lord God. Give them patience, Lord Jesus. Father, give them wisdom and how they can support these students, how they can love these students, care for them, Father God. For those of us who are traveling uh, every day that, that pass near schools or through school zones, Lord God, don't allow an opportunity to slip away that we can't pray for these schools, Lord Jesus. That we would pray for the administration, that it would radically shake and change everything from the top down, Lord God. That there would be protection in our schools, Father. That each individual student would be safe, Lord God. That You would send Your biggest, strongest angels to surround the perimeter of these schools, Lord God. That You would even keep danger from even coming near them, Father God. We pray against those things. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray that, that that our that our schools, that our students, that the the faculty, the administration, the the helpers, Lord God, whatever the whatever they are, Lord, that they that they would find the joy of the Lord, and that that would exude them, Lord God, that no one that would come in contact with them would be able to to not know that they have experienced Christ's joy. Father, we are so thankful that we can be a part of this. Remind us often, remind us quickly, Lord, that we wouldn't forget that we would support these schools and these students, Lord Jesus. We're so thankful that we have the opportunity to do what you do best, which is love your children. And we're so thankful for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As this week comes and you begin to get back into the habit, make sure that you let these students know you love them, these teachers and administrators and those that work in our schools. Let them know that you love them and that you'll be praying for them. I pray that you will have a very blessed day. Tonight we will be having prayer meeting, and it starts at 6.30, it goes till 7.30. For those of you that may not know much about it, we have about a five-minute devotion, then we put on some music, and it's just a time when the sanctuary becomes a place where we just bathe it in prayer. We pray for anything that's upon your heart, and at the end of that we gather together in a small group and pray for specific needs. And I do believe that we need prayer in this church for everything that God wants us to accomplish through Him. So I pray you have a great day. And we will see you again in the house of the Lord. Lord bless you.